Welcome to the 167th episode of News Dump, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. It is Tuesday, December 5th. I'm local man Aaron Vantile, joined by Chronicle Editor-in-Chief Eric Schwartz, Chronicle Assistant Editor Isabel Vanderstoop, and Chronicle Photo Editor Jared Wenzelberger. We're also joined in spirit by sponsor Summit Funding and The Roof Doctor. And before we dive into our short list of news items, do we have any preambles to discuss? My, my first is just, if you're willing to take it, a little bit of constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, Blast his ass. Could you speak this constructive <laughs> criticism I, I closer oh, into the sorry. mic, please? Is that, is that better? Yeah, that's better. Um, no, blast isn't a real curse word. <laughs> no, it's the... Oh, never mind. I didn't hear the rest. Thank um, you, Jared. Uh, you don't introduce the people's names on the sports dump. No. Who? Uh, who's to know who's who or why? Doesn't matter. The sports dump are united as one. You can actually, put out a product. You can actually tell their voices apart. Unlike Aaron and so Eric, you guys are like a composite on the sports dump. You're all just one person. Yeah. Every yep. all all takes are one's own. That's deep. Yeah. I, that's just one dump. I feel mm-hmm. as though you should introduce yourselves. Well, I'll leave it up to. I don't write the notes for sports dump either. Oh, well, I guess my criticism ought to be directed elsewhere then. Yes, yeah, yeah. tune into Chronicle well. Sports Dump. I did. Yeah, there's a new episode. It was pretty good. I liked it. I did. Yeah, too. those guys do a great job. I did too, except for the fact that I had no idea who any of you were. I've never seen a single one of your faces or heard your voices before. Well, that's fine. Josh, um, listens, so you're probably going to have names next week. Uh, can you speak into the mic too? I you're am kinda... speaking into the mic. You know what? I can it, hear him. Speaking of sports dump, Maybe every your... week we come in here and the mics are all. Janky, moved around. Okay, can we just restart this I'm just episode? In, I'm this enraged. Just, Maybe. We had a hot two minutes speaking exclusively I about sports stuff. I feel like there's emerging beef between the, the sports stuff well, and the news stuff. I feel like my wife is confronting me about my mistress. <laughs> Jesus. Get the your own time, studio, Aaron. The one time we had that like joint episode with Alec and Aaron and I, people were mad. Yeah. <laughs> I was one of them. I was at the beach and I listened and it was just... This isn't how you should have been. They're like, how dare you combine these things? It's like we do it in the paper every time we release an edition. The only way you should do it is if you have six mics and all hosts in. Everybody's a host. Yes. I feel like that would be really chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. Get the people going to be provocative. Uh, Anyway, now that we're done, uh, football season is over, which is probably why everybody's got sports dump on the mind. Mm -hmm. Well, and the, the new episode dropped. So Yeah, it did. It did drop. Uh, another preamble is it is quite wet outside. Oh, it's very wet. It is and moist. Getting yeah. more and more by the minute. I was trudging around in the rain today. There was a lot of high water levels across Lewis County. You probably saw me running around in a green jumpsuit today. That's if you're a resident. You saw Jared today. <laughs> Do you think people just sit and look like you're Johnny Appleseed? Like, there he goes. I had someone <laughs> honk at me today yes. while I was taking photos, so I'm sure somebody saw me. Uh, river levels of concern would start with probably Cowlitz River at Randall, just my assumption. It's going to crest overnight in the moderate stage, but major stage is 22 feet, and this one's projected at 21, 24, and it looks at Randall, that it's going to hit about that. However, the Noachim River also expected to hit moderate, just below major, which is also the record. It's supposed to hit 205.08 feet, and the record's 205.5 feet. So very, very Mm. close. But that one looks like it's charting like a little under. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, the every time I've looked back at the um, Cowlitz... 
Hold them back a sneeze. All right. Uh, it's been a pretty consistent forecast over the last couple of days, and um, I haven't seen it start to kind of dip back down. But right now is sort of the first time it's looked like it even could. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if it comes in a little bit lower than that. But um, the fact that the forecast has stayed the same for so long suggests to me it definitely is going to reach moderate flooding at some point in the next night and day. Um, I would argue, though, as far as concern goes, that moderate, moderate flooding on the Cowlitz at Randall is less significant than, like, minor at the Chehalis and Centralia, for example, because you just have less, like, residential areas. So you think the people of East Lewis County matter less because there are fewer of them. That isn't what I said <laughs> at all. No, I get what you're saying. I'm just talking yeah. about in, like, sheer, like, damage numbers, you know what I mean? As of now, the Chehalis River at Centralia is not supposed to even hit flood stage. It will hit action stage. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we get, get a little action, but not not the flooding. However, at Grand Mound, it is supposed to uh, hit moderate flooding, and that does cause lots of inconveniences. Yes. Yeah. Talking to flooding. some Chehalis residents today, it seems like the water level was a little higher earlier, and it's gone down a little bit. So here's to hope that the water doesn't continue to rise in those areas because there was water reaching the steps of households. And that's more like standing water and streams and tributaries you're probably hearing from. Right. Chehalis River still going up. It's going to be going up into Thursday. It was definitely like a little creek that ran through under the road there over under Snively and it was filling up quick. Um, there's no, I'm trying to, I don't know. There's also a mighty log jam on the China Creek right outside the Chronicle. It's one log. Well, it depends so far. on what you define as logs. There's some smaller <laughs> sticks I saw in there as well. And this <laughs> is from woody the railing, debris, if you will. The China Creek railing. Someone, it looks like someone took a saw and like cut it. This was yeah. months ago. They and were then trying just to kill us. Toppled it in, and then it. They caught wanted this Justina to back up into yeah. China Creek. I it's, swear. It's, it sure seems. How like do you it. think the fence got knocked over? Yeah, it's <laughs> a clean cut. It's a clean cut all the way but down. But they are like <laughs> welded together and True, super rusty. I mean, all at once. I don't know. Um, this is Jet super fuel inside baseball. Melt nobody steel beams. nobody mm -hmm. cares about what we're talking about right now. But yeah, no matter where you live, um, if you are in the Puget Sound lowlands right now, which all of us are, um, you're going to be dealing with puddles and water over the roadways. Please, please keep a careful eye out. Don't drive in any water where you can't see the bottom and don't walk in it. As Schwartz has learned the hard way, old flood legs well, you over can here. Walk in it, you just sh shouldn't have open sores. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, please just keep an eye out on our coverage and on all of the various resources, which will link to all the stories that we do about the floods. I can't wait for in two days when someone listens to this podcast and they're like, "I'm not going to drive through that flood water two days ago." Nope, not going to do it. You know what? It's a it's an ever-standing order. No, you know what I mean? It's I know it's silly, but I know people in this very building who ignore such heeds. It's true. Yeah. Um, any other preambles that could we get into our news items? We probably should at this point. First up, Southwest Washington lawmaker Jim Walsh looks to lead state Republicans to success in 2024. This headline reads like a sports football preview that would come out in late August. Okay. 
Just it, a headline. It's kind of like a legislative preview that came out in late November, so you're not like far off the mark. On Alaska quarterback, Caden <laughs> Mazingo looks to lead loggers to success in 2020. It's got that same structure. I think it's cool that Jim Walsh joins like John Braun as a Senate Majority Leader. We had Wilcox up until this year do you as think, the do you Minority think John Leader. John Braun thinks that's No, no, cool? I'm just saying the party leadership is all based within the Chronicles coverage area, which is good for access and communications and learning about top-level Republican issues in a Republican county. I mean, yeah. it, it does help us a great deal. I get lots of comments throughout the legislative session that are like, wow, I can't believe the Chronicle covered this and talked to this person. And it's like, it's great because they're our neighbor. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Jim Walsh has been a 19th district legislator since 2016. And according to this story, he wants his party to, quote, fight in every race and every district and yield no vote to the other side. Restoring enthusiasm and support in elections and a proactive and, quote, issues-focused media campaign to reboot the party's brand, which kind of sounds like a plan to claim elections were stolen and push propaganda. He also in wants more politicization opinion. of school boards. Yeah. I have not Great. seen the party pushing a whole lot on that front, but yes. Just what we need, politicization of school boards. Um, he then runs through all the elected offices up for grabs in 2024, and his response is basically, and maybe we should win that one for each of them if a, quote, common sense Republican runs. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to bring that up if you hadn't in the notes. What do you think he means by that? Just like what you know about jo- Joe, <laughs> Jim Walsh and what you know about like the Republican Party right now. I mean, I'm assuming he's talking about Herrera Butler, but why is she common sense and another not, you know? Uh, yeah, it would be interesting to hear him. I, I feel like Jim Walsh thinks anybody left of him is a common sense Republican, but I feel like any Republican thinks that. But wait, wouldn't that be the opposite? Like if you feel a certain way, well, I don't know. The whole thing. I feel like the the idea of a common sense means they have to have some appeal from the other side. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I was really hoping for a Jim Walsh soundbite on that one. I, I I don't have it in me. Uh, speaking of common sense, the story then explains that the state Republicans have already endorsed Joe Kent in a rematch, Marie Glues and Comp Perez, a wise move. Uh, MGP, in my opinion, is more of a common sense Republican than either Walsh or Kent. Did uh, did the state Republican Party really endorse Kent? I, I remember in the story there the being story. Like county parties that had endorsed him, like the Clark County Republicans and... I think they said they had, but he left it open that maybe they could take that endorsement away. I don't think he just like mentioned that. I think he did tell Mitchell that they could very well change their endorsement if they wanted to. It's not 100% set in stone. But again, I'm just interested in Jim Walsh as the 19th district legislator that a lot of people could point to as the guy who led the charge in turning that entire district from three Democrats to Republicans in a fairly short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I was covering it, it was three Democrats. It just always has been. And then him rising to the top of the state Republican Party. I think that's an interesting local news story. And I think people are interested in uh, his thought process and what he thinks he can do. Do you think he will be any more restrained as the leader of the state Republicans as opposed to being a mere legislator from Aberdeen? I am interested in seeing how he does both duties at the same time because he did get approval or seek out advice as to whether he should step away as a lawmaker and be a party leader or do both. And he decided to do both. So it will be interesting to see how that plays out in the session in January. 
Aaron, he already hardly talks about like a policy issue in this story, right? Like he could have used this as an opportunity to talk about like his talking points and why he's in office, but he didn't. He instead talked about the party and the party's future and optics and whatnot. Yeah. Like it's already a little bit of a shift, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, on your last point though, which I'm going to uh, head off before you even get to it. Oh, you're you going to still you're do it. Step on my bit. I was not going to step on it. I was going to say ahead. it's fair in perpetuity when you do things that are controversial. You don't. There's not like an expiration date on that. So go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say never forget that during COVID, Jim Walsh, who was definitely vaccinated, put on a yellow star of David and compared people who didn't want to get vaccinated to Jews in the Holocaust. Holocaust. And state Republicans looked around and said, "Damn it, this is the guy who's going to get people to take us seriously." You know, I. I wonder what he'd say about that today. Somebody should ask him. They should. And also, I mean, he did apologize for whatever that's worth, but I yeah. just want to reinstate my point. When you do something like that, that's that's lifelong. You don't get oh, to yeah. just step away from it at some and point also, and be like, like, that was a different guy. He wasn't, wasn't like a 15-year-old kid doing no. this. This no, is I a grown man, an elected official. I agree with you on that point, that it's not something he can just claim is no longer relevant, and they're going to any any opponent's going to be able to bring that up forever. Um, he did apologize, but maybe it's like a career apology tour if he really wants to get away from it. Yeah. Uh, next item. This is Smart Axe on Alaska Educators Encourage Loggers to Lead the Way. And I believe th this is only the first in a two or three part series. Yeah, we've yeah. had the second part as well since mm -hmm. then. Okay. In the um, Tuesday edition. But anyway, it's a good look at some changes on Alaska has made since COVID to get kids more involved in things. Uh, among them is the OHS Promise which has a bunch of goals like reestablishing pre-COVID academic and social expectations. There's a math tutoring program from Kaya Sandridge. Is that how you pronounce it, Kaya? Yep. Yep. Um, and then they are also letting teachers come up with their own electives, including a Lewis County history course, history course from Mazen Saudi, which sounds kind of cool. Wouldn't and that be so fun? <laughs> and like something we should turn into a limited podcast series, perhaps? I, that's actually an incredible idea. Yeah. All you do so is fun. just have to like run the audio during his class, right? Yeah. yeah. You can just bring him in once a week and be like, what'd you guys talk about this week? Yeah. I like this totally, totally deserves a whole story. But fortunately, we expanded this out into three editions that are installments, I guess, in this series. So I could kind of dive into each of these little things that they talked about, but it was such a cool thing. I sort of teased it on the last episode last week, but yeah, we went and Jared and I went and sat with the principal at Onalaska and had like six interviews with different students and faculty throughout the week or the day. And they talked about like all of the very interesting things that are going on in the high school and I just came away with it thinking there's no way this can all be in one story. So um, I also told, uh, I I keep saying it wrong, Saudi, right? Yeah, Maz. Ma I know Maz, but I feel like, I don't know, we're not on like a total rapport yet. So, But I told him I would like send him some people and resources because obviously at the Chronicle, I've met a lot of people who would be fascinated by the idea that there is a Lewis County history class. So I connected him with like some folks from the Cowlitz and Chalis tribes, um, Brian and Julie, obviously, as historians from the area, and a couple other people. And I have watched in the last week as each one of them have sent like a ton of resources and more contacts for him and more stuff. And if I were him, I would just be so overwhelmed with how much he has to go off of. But I think that's going to be so cool to interview him about it later too, and just see how it went. 
He only reviews resources if they come through on his huddle account. <laughs> Is that like a sports joke? Yes. Uh, that's what football coaches watch game tape on, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Maz invented huddle and cuddle. <laughs> that's funny. I loved this story, and I loved just talking to those kids and going out there and taking photos of them working because seeing those kids using the chainsaws and axes out in the woods, helping clean up the park, and the aquaculture program at work releasing fish into Gear Creek and to that pond there in on Alaska is just really cool. And talking to those kids, they had great quotes. They're incredibly smart kids, and it's a really cool series. Uh, they won the hearts and minds of Lewis County, though, the moment the on Alaska high school loggers posted the um, photos from their marksmanship class oh, of yeah. all the kids mm-hmm. learning to shoot. People, they just went wild. I just shared it. We like to share. I try to like spread it around the whole county, try to share. Local schools, local cities. That was probably our most popular one of the year. Everyone enjoyed that. And I enjoyed that they went clam digging as a class thing, yeah. too. I know. So, so I think cool. it's really cool. And Isabel gets lead of the week on this one. She had most Lewis County High School mascots aren't viable career options. There are Trojans, Titans, Vikings, Cardinals, Timberwolves, Riverhawks, Tigers, Bearcats, Pirates, and Tigers again. At Onalaska High School, though, students can take a class on being a logger. Uh, it's flood season. I would say pirate is a very viable career. Yeah, I agree. See, viable that actually came up. Yeah, I know. It, it did. <laughs> we were talking about Somalia. See, so yeah. I, I, I think viable is the key word here. Like viable meaning something with longevity. I'd like to think that pirate, though profitable, though lucrative, mm-hmm. doesn't have those like long lasting benefits. And now I already want to know who the most, like, uh, longest lasting and successful pirate currently is. Oh, yeah. So there probably is one. I'm sure. Well, I mean, online pirates. Online pirates, for sure. Porch pirates. Porch pirates. Porch pirates. Doing big business this season. Yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah. Cool story. Wasn't there a comment? Was it Jake McGee? Somebody saying that they'd be a tiger. Yeah. And I was like, says the lawyer. Yeah. Um, next item, JNet makes three additional arrests in Lewis County meth operation investigation. This was last week. So far, the investigation has resulted in JNet recovering over two pounds of meth, nine firearms, four pipe bombs. The pipe bombs really threw me off. 55 grams of fentanyl powder and one ounce of heroin. Uh, JNet is now adding teasers to their press releases. The end of this one said JNet detectives anticipate more arrests in the near future. Truly the, quote, I'd like to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative of Lewis County Crime Busting. It really is. Yeah, I like it. It's top of the line around here. Um, All the comments on this Facebook post were just people asking when they can buy the silver shotgun at auction. Um, And there was also some counterfeit money involved in this bust, it looks like. This is one of the bigger busts I've seen around here locally. Remember, um, In terms of suspects, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it was like people with ties to meth operation, and then we found out that Jared was like Facebook friends with one of yeah, them. Yeah, I do remember. That's yeah. ties. You have ties. I do accept all Facebook friend requests. That is a horrible policy. If, if they're <laughs> a real person, I, I check and make sure they're not a bot first. So you're not friends with Grab McCrotch on Facebook? <laughs> oh, yeah, Pat. Pat McCrotch. <laughs> Pat McCrotch, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> New commenter. Um, a couple of the suspects involved also said they were very interested in the county's drug treatment program. Um, good timing for that revelation on their part. I'm happy with JNet's work here. If I could just air a personal beef, the photo sizes that we get from JNet, I have to combine four photos just to make one that can run. Like, they're too small. Your photos are too small, JNet. Maybe when they're emailing them out, they're like, 
you know, not hitting regular size. The issue size. is they're attaching them to like a PDF, that's, so that's it's like it constrained by oh. the size that they place that's what it. That's it is. You have to download the PDF as like a website and mm-hmm. then go into files and then like download Okay, we don't need those. to cover this on And the I, for podcast. one, can't like, understand we, why this isn't chief among their concerns, so. Listen yes. to us, Janet. <laughs> No, it's uh, it was a good story. It was one of those ones where Emily had the the first guy you could maybe call him the mastermind. I don't know um, in court, and then it was like the next day there were two more, and then the next day there were two more, and then we finally got the JNet release on it that kind of tied it all together, which was nice. I'm still confused, like you, by the pipe bombs. I don't I don't know how they played into the scheme. If we're gonna get into file sizes and formats, <laughs> well, you guys sitting here turning in photos anywhere from four inches to twenty-four inches wide to run in the paper. Jesus Christ! It's only ten you, inches wide. We want you to have <laughs> high quality, okay? We want to see the guns and no, the clips the, and the, the pipe bombs. Yeah. The truth is that when we're downloading photos on our phone at halftime, we don't know how big the files are. Uh huh. Um. Okay. There's one more thing I wanted to say about this. We kind of, you kind of like laughed at the drug treatment program, but obviously we've seen a lot of success out of the Lewis County Drug Court and whatnot. And um, part of the news we've had in the last couple of months was that they have fully purchased a house um, under a state grant. And just thinking about that and, you know, trying to keep that program accessible and affordable, I just wonder if we should put them in touch with our friends at the Roof Doctor, because they could get them a free quote on roofing repairs that they need at said house. Wow, they sure could. And the Roof Doctor has been a family-owned business since 1959. Is your roof under the weather? Contact the Roof Doctor in Chehalis. They await your house call. Wow, that's really good in like 10 different ways. Um, Yeah, did we we talked about the free estimates? Well, yep. Yeah. I don't think we did. There's tons of reviews. Yeah, mostly positive. (laughs) Do you, do you have some of these reviews, or are you just no, telling us they just, exist? He what was you... just noting they exist. I got an ad here for Roof Doctor on Cronline. <laughs> if you you wanna... can give them a call yeah, at 360-736-0246 or visit them online at theroofdoctor.com. Excellent service, excellent cleanup afterwards, and a decent price. Okay, well, but is your roof decent? under Four the and weather? a half stars. It's really good. Yeah, that's straight off their, their copy. Man, I wish I came up with that. Next item. Lewis County PUD fulfills two-year budget plan, comma, will maintain customer rates in 2024. And I couldn't help looking at the picture of the three PUD commissioners and thinking it looked like Ed Rothman was photoshopped into a Trailer Park Boys promo. That feels like like a personal attack. I don't know why. I I mean, come on. You know what I'm going to say on the Lewis County PUD? They're all handsome in their own way. Two members that are on it now, Mike Hadler and Michael Kelly, they both campaigned on we're not going to raise the rates and they did not raise the rates and prior mm-hmm. to them they raised the rates yeah like those those facts are irrefutable they kept their promise yeah i um i'm sorry for laughing i just it was so mean i just like didn't know how to react the um thing that i liked about this was like you know we had reporting on this budget that was already set to be the same and then the news release came that was like hey we didn't take it back. We, we <laughs> promised. We said we would do this and we're gonna. And of course, like people want to know that. I just, it's one of those things you kind of wish more places would do that sort of thing. Like follow up too. on their actual like policy going through and working on it because there are plenty of places that if they went back on it, they wouldn't tell you. 
And there's like, it, it's fairly cut and dry, which is also nice because we were getting pretty substantial rate increases. Not we, I'm a Centralia City Light man myself. Yes. Uh, shout out to the Yelm Electro Project <laughs> for our low, low rates. Uh, but no, I mean, like they just didn't. And it was every year we were getting six, eight percent like increases up, up and up. So I don't know. Uh, next item. PL celebrates UPS Kevin Day to recognize longtime driver. I thought this would be Hero of the Week for sure. Yeah, um, he's my hero. I mean, we could mention him in Hero of the Week, but the story was just just wild. Yeah, um, there's a day na- named after him now. NPL. Yeah. I mean, UPS hey, Kevin Day. It's right there in the headline. a single Kevin that has ever disappointed you? Because I can't. Oh, Kevin Garnett only won one title. What's, what's Kevin the McCarthy name was of that? Kevin, yeah, Kevin McCarthy <laughs> kind of. What's, what's the name of that Kevin who Kevin like McAllister? No, he like was uh, not good, and then he Kevin was, Arnold. Like, no, 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 no. The guy Sons from point the guard box, Kevin Johnson. Uh, don't. What's in the box from Seven? KJ. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kevin. Kevin Spacey. That Kevin has disappointed me. Well, you got to separate the art from the well, artist. Kevin there. from the Office. That's a great Kevin. You just got to let him be frank. Uh, Kevin from the office, he spilled chili. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he yeah, did. No, I, I think I like stand firmly by Kevin Spacey thing. I just couldn't come up with his last name. Kevin Smith directed some great movies. Uh, I thought this was a great story because we had so many people reach out to us that wanted to make sure that we covered it after they did the proclamation. It He just seems universally beloved. I have never seen such a thing. He's I'm not a, good enough at my job that there's ever going to be an Eric Day. He's so. a member of the UPS Ring of Honor. I didn't even know they had that. It's very hard to get into. <laughs> if, the the Chronicle, if the Chronicle had any one day, it would be Eric Day. Uh, no, it would be uh, Harry Bra's Day. I don't even know who yeah. that is. It, well. Previous ownership. <laughs> Know your history. Like the 40s, uh, I think. The proclamation passed <laughs> on November 21st, the day recognized as longtime UPS driver Kevin Azelton for the, quote, functionality, honesty, and reliability he's brought over the past 20 years. The proclamation encourages all businesses, citizens, and members of all nearby committees to show our appreciation to a man who goes far beyond what is required of him. He's been with UPS for 34 years. Um... And he added that residents of PL are like family. He says he's always treated great. Uh, the idea came from Shauna and Patrick Exner of PL. Um, Shauna, a PL elementary school teacher, said Azelton is one of the nicest people you could ever meet. Uh, my kids, when little, always screamed in excitement whenever they saw a UPS truck. He always Aww. made sure packages are delivered in a dry spot when we're not home. Uh, they took the idea to the PL City Council, and Mayor Lonnie Willie was instantly on board. <laughs> Willie said he deserves it. He goes above and beyond. I just love this idea that everybody in town, they're like, hey, we're going to do a UPS, a day for our favorite UPS driver. And everybody they went to is like, fuck yeah, we are. Well, it just seems like ever- he's like a Kevin's like a generational UPS talent. Yeah. Like do if we know. were to watch him, he's just like dropping packages from down the block. <laughs> do you remember um, the Rochester UPS Mike? Yeah, I got it in front of me. Same. Beloved Rochester delivery driver UPS Mike retires after 45 years. Yeah, wow. same 45 thing. Years. People just, they... You know, those, like, small community, like, UPS guys, their first name, their family. Well, it's people you see every day, Mm -hmm. so that makes total sense to me. Yeah. But, yeah, inside of six months, we've had two UPS slash names, UPS Mike, and we should put up a poll, UPS Mike or UPS Kevin. (gasps) Never Uh, pit them against each other. (laughs) Who's your pick? The UPS Circle of Honor recognizes drivers with at least 25 years of a clean driving record and includes just over 10,500 drivers. Uh, I didn't know UPS had this much lore to it. 
Oh, it's got lore. My dad used to work for UPS every Christmas. He would do that as a side job. Mm-hmm. He was not UPS Bob, though. He was just He's, Bob. <laughs> just, just seasonal employee Bob. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, I don't know. This is great. Are, but are we, are we all on first name basis with our UPS driver? No, I got more I'm, prime delivery people in my neighborhood. Not at the Chronicle anymore in like recent months. There used to be Enoch who was here like oh, every yeah. day. And then I now the UPS person goes to the front door. I think it's a new person because they used to just come to the back mm-hmm. where the newsroom is. So I haven't met them. Um, sure, Halis, I have like a new person every time I feel really? like. Oh. Uh, my driver zooms down the driveway, gets me my shit as quickly as possible, and then gets the hell out of there. We're both better off for it. Your but. place is creepy. That's why. Yeah, well. Yeah. It's obvious going down your driveway that a pervert lives there. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah. Uh, also, Enoch and, just and like I people are still friends on Facebook. <laughs> Um, anything, uh, anything else you guys want to get to before the, the ad break? No, we can do like a site roundup All right. at the end or something. I'll be right back. Hi, this is Jeff and Julie from Fairway Lanes. Jeff and I met Jacek of Summit Funding at our bowling center. So when we fell in love with this community and it was time to relocate, we knew we would be calling Summit Funding. They understand that everyone has a unique situation when buying a home. He had already helped two of our employees get into their own homes. The Summit Funding team exceeded our expectations. It was a seamless experience with great communication from his whole team. Thank you to Summit Funding for making our buying experience special and memorable. Uh, okay, we're we're back. It's time for Tales for the Tigs page, the first of our segments. And first up in that segment is a letter to the editor titled, New Truck Stop at Napavine Defies Common Sense. This writer says, quote, The property rights of neighboring landowners have been completely disregarded, although the truck stops are already increasing crime risks, noise, and light pollution. They go on to say, Napavine's urban sprawl is contrary to the county's goal to protect agricultural resource lands. More truck stops are converting more acres of once productive farmlands to parking lots and businesses selling overpriced snack food. Um, do you think if the snack food was priced appropriately, they would not have written the letter? It's possible. I want to point out that the county has no control over who buys property and what people do with their property, except in the case of the YMCA. Well, that's never Although stopped them from weighing in that- before. <laughs> Although... What they have control over is how those lands get zoned and therefore how you can protect once productive farmland in the future from being developed on. And that process is decided in the every 10 years comprehensive plan update. And guess what they're doing this year? taking input on the comprehensive plan update. So this is a perfect time to voice such concerns with the county and community development. And this time they'll want to hear it. They will want anything to distract from uh, that other document they're working on. Um, What is that? Oh, the budget? Oh, got it. Okay. There'll be an update on that as well on Thursday's paper. So we want, do we want to talk about it now or later? Or? Uh, we'll talk about it next week because oh. Mitchell's still working on it and he filed a draft, but he's still waking, waiting on confirmation. So with It'll that be being the case, I don't want to okay. wait. I don't want to spout any numbers. Uh, letter to the editor headline: More needs to be done following death in Toledo. This letter writer says it seems odd that the investigator still has not even spoken to or questioned a person. In fact, three people who were on the property where Patty was killed during or close to the time of her death. 
They really did not seem interested in asking questions. Have the investigators said when they will start? It just seems like people should be questioned when things are fresh in their minds. That's just my personal opinion. Interesting letter. Uh, believe me, we've we've pushed to get more information and about it. And you did get more information about it. Yeah. Like we were able to at least post what we know, which is the bare minimum of what we want to do. And it was an interesting letter, too. It's one of those ones that has some like really specific statements of fact that would be very difficult to confirm. And based upon the performance of the sheriff's office, not in my estimation, just how things have gone, I just thought it probably had more value to run this and just, you know, assume it's not made up and go from there. Just, if nothing else, let the sheriff's office know there's three people out there who think they should be interviewed for this specific case. You know... It tends to be that when I call them and ask about something that is later proven to be rumored, they have heard about it. Yeah, it's true. It was kind of like that time I went to the same with Toledo, in my opinion, because like we went to the Lewis County Mall and the Toledo police chief was there and we we're like, was there a pipe bomb in there or what? And he's like, yeah, I can't answer your question after he was like, let me hear your question first. That was one of those. Uh, and then photos, it was a pipe bomb inside the mall. Photo standoffs that just got humorous because you had all the photos to confirm all the an- question, the answers to the questions you had, but no one would give the actual answer. So it was more like a Will Smith meme of pointing at the photos yeah. and being like, this, right. this is what's happening. And other businesses at the mall saw the cop there and was like, hey, what's going on? I was like, well, we heard there was a pipe bomb. And they're like, oh, maybe they should tell us about that. Yeah, I, I want to say on this note, that we have got a lot of criticism in the past for posting photos without the complete story from the firefighters or going live at a scene where we don't have a lot of information. And that is literally what is in our minds when we're doing that is giving you all of the information that we have, because at that point, almost never will the first responders actually answer our questions because they are doing the work and then they'll talk to you later, right? So that's our way of getting news out to you faster and like in the most comprehensive way we could possibly do it in that moment, right? I know how some of the criticism goes and I understand a lot of it, but I I think that's a point worth bringing up. Yeah, no, I think that's fair, especially when it's like a spectacle, when it's something that like everyone's seen because it's like halfway between Centralia and Chehalis in the case of the pipe bomb and everyone's seen a ton of cops there and they kind of want to know why. Maybe they have a family member there or just curious. There's that too, which people have a right to be curious, but I agree. Sometimes you just put it out there and know that by putting it out there, you're more likely to get follow-up information later because Mm -hmm. it's out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sirens, oh wait, we have a column from Brian Mitke. Titled Celebrate the Holidays by Giving Back. He has a bunch of stuff he can do to be charitable. Classic Mitke. Yeah. And you, um, you noted here you want to be a Shark Tank judge at Business yeah, Week? Yeah, Business Week's having a Shark Tank deal. You should do it. I thought it's about fun. volunteering. Volunteering at Business Week is a fun thing to do. I would highly recommend it. When is Did Business you volunteer Week next Business week? week? December 12th to 14th or 12th. So no, it must week. be 11th through 14th. I did yes, when I was I a did student. last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, last year yeah. we did. Last year we did. Um, Sirens Banger of the Week from the Centralia Police Log. First one, a transient male pooped on the stairs leading up to a business, then left a smiling face balloon. The police have video and are investigating, although the headline should have been for this story. Shitler terrorizes Hub City. Boys in blue, no match for boy in brown as cops fail to wipe out Crime Street. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I did think it was a bit of a cerebral crime, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. it's very, very bottom shelf to poop on the stairs, but when you leave the smiley face balloon behind with it, it mm-hmm. really makes people think. Uh, another entry we had Was on this the same person that pooped outside the Chronicle? Maybe, maybe not. We we'll don't know. We'll never know. The Shitler works in mysterious ways. Is the Shitler in this room right now? Um, on December 1st, officers responded to the cold weather shelter for a disorderly male who was refusing to leave and accusing staff of stealing his marijuana bong. Officer asked... And his marijuana. And his marijuana. The officer asked the Aberdeen man to recheck his own property for the items and he found his bong. Schwartz, why weren't you at home? No crimes were committed here. The man was concerned. <laughs> I did appreciate that the original Sirens item said, quote... His marijuana and his marijuana bong, because that's like very illustrative of the way that cops write about drugs or talk about drugs. It's like so clinical and it just can't. See, I think it's important to the story. Like the man not only is missing his marijuana, but also his bong. He's trying to get into a homeless. His marijuana bong. He's trying to get into a shelter for the evening without (laughs) his marijuana. Like, (laughs) am I the only one that finds this troublesome? (laughs) I understand. Um, and then finally on November 30th, a caller uh, in Shehalas reported the driver of a white van with an intercom had followed his vehicle for the last 20 minutes as he drove through the city onto the freeway and back yelling, pull over, you broke the law through the vehicle's intercom system. <laughs> the vehicle reportedly had lights and a dog in the front. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? It's so Canine bizarre. Unit. I know. It's just like, how could you think that would work? But what were they trying to accomplish? <laughs> well, trying I just to wanted to pull over. over. <laughs> he broke the law. <laughs> Oh, like imagine if you were driving so home hard. and that was happening, I would circle the neighborhood so many times before I'd pull into my actual oh, house. Yeah. I would this drive must, right over to the police station. Yeah. This must be the new I mean, implementation uh, implementation of RoboCop. Oh yeah. Pull you could over, you drive it along. and park it underneath the camera that was at George Washington Park and then just stay in your car <gasps> and wait for fair. the police the robots shouted at each other. Yeah, you'd be really happy it was there. That's if that a happened. really good idea. If be. you're like if you think someone's following you, just pull up to actual RoboCop. Yep. You'll be fine. Uh, People's Champion of the Week, my nominee, Thurston County candidate who didn't vote, loses election by one vote. This is Damian Green, who ran in, ran for Rainier City Council, hoping to address the strain the 2,400-person town has felt from growth. But when Election Day came around in November, he didn't vote. He didn't feel right about it, he said. It felt like stacking a deck in your favor. He lost to Ryan Roth, 247 votes to 246 Roth also wasn't going to vote for himself, but his wife made him. <laughs> Neither of these guys, they don't know the rules. No, I, I like it. I understand the sentiment. It's, uh, I, I like that it's one of those stories where the Seattle Times traveled to Rainier just to let everyone know this happened. Yeah. And that just goes to show your wife is always right. Well, that's not true in the least. But doesn't say if his wife voted for him. <laughs> Sounds like something a newlywed would say <laughs> for sure. He's a wife guy. Carla, I could see you running for office and not knowing that you could vote for yourself. No, 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 no. I know. Obama did it. It was big news when he did it. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Every everybody president votes for themselves. Votes I think for everyone, themselves. not just presidents. I think yeah. everyone I votes for themselves. If I running for elected office, I would too. That's like what you do. What yeah, if you think the other guy's vote. better? If you're not going to vote for yourself, why are you even like who? Right. Voting is not based on actual. Maybe you have a lot <laughs> of like uh, confidence in the other person, and you're like, I better run as a backup in case they don't win. Yeah, I you guess. Thought about that? I don't think anyone's no. ever done that. Yeah, maybe they will. I'm a pretty good backup plan here. 
Uh, and then it the kind of felt one. like the Tonino race. It was Linda uh, Godovac Go- and David Watterson. And when they were interviewed, they both had nothing but kind things to say about each other and yeah. that they would be fine. <laughs> like, yeah. So. Uh, let's see. We've also got the grand opening set for Good Buzz Brewing at the Fairway Center in Centralia. Grand opening is Friday at 2 p.m. They'll have a Jenga tournament. This is in the Fairway Shopping Center. I have a submission. Um, it's not a chronicle story, but we did run a piece from the Seattle Times about Bronca Sundstrom, Holocaust survivor and avid hiker dies at 98. Until this last year, she was the oldest woman to summit uh, Mount Rainier. She was 77 the last time she did it. And this story is just totally fantastic. And I think like especially our readership would really love it because it's about like outdoorsmanship and resilience and just this like incredible story about this woman. One other what was, the, what was the name again? Bronca Sunstone. Gotcha. We did a feature on Anne Marie Randall, who has a very similar story from Alex Brown in 2019. And nice. for a brief moment, I thought they were the same person, but they are not. My parents She's did 81. too, and they told me that news, and I was very sad. And then I realized it wasn't her, and I was still sad, but not as sad because <laughs> I didn't know her. In similar fashion, Jared and I on. Uh, Sunday went to the funeral for Ruth Kitchell, Don and Rodney Marcy's mom. And she was the very first um, woman who was the leader of the Olympia Mountaineers and summited Mount Rainier at also an extended age. One other entry, local student organizes holiday coat drive. This is seven-year-old Maya Sanchez. And she wants to help people in need, for example, with blankets, gloves, socks, toothbrushes, toothpaste, jackets, hoodies, tents, etc. She was inspired to organize the charity drive after seeing people ill-equipped for the elements. And the winner is Kevin. UPS Kevin. Yeah, even though sure. he wasn't on this list, definitely oh, the he's, winner. He's on the list. Uh, Facebook comments of the week on a post about Good Buzz Brewing opening in the Fairway Shopping Center. This commenter said... Brewing is fun, but let's keep it moderate. Our creator is watching us. <laughs> Fair enough. Spot the lie. <laughs> um, I don't think brewing is as much fun as drinking. Like, that's just a lie. Is there anything in the Bible about making alcohol? I don't think Jesus so. Jesus makes wine. wine. Yeah, that's wine. what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, comments on you, but also be not drunk with wine. So just sip on it a little bit. That doesn't mean you can't brew they it. They didn't though. have any water. Let's just sip. Uh, on Wait, control you yourself they didn't there. Have any water? <laughs> no, they turned it all into wine. Um, on UPS uh, Kevin Day, this commenter says, "My kid's favorite UPS driver," which leads me to believe, like, how many UPS drivers do you have? Kevin's been there for thirty years. Yeah. Well. How old are your children? What's going on here? The fillings suck, apparently. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> Just like to imagine this, <laughs> like your child running out the door, the truck comes in. He's like, ah, it isn't even Kevin. Um, cool story. Why are there so many great UPS drivers? By the way, I have had at least three drivers who are amazing and also went above and beyond. I hope it's a sign the company treats them well. The company does treat them well. It pays them extremely well. That's well, why they have so union. many good drivers. It's also state workers saying a private company pays extremely well. They do pay extremely you wealthy well. state workers. It's also a union. You're welcome. <laughs> We don't um, talk about the union here. It's that's why they get paid well. Um, and on a preview story before the Napavine State Championship football game, this commenter said Napavine lost this game. Has been over for a while. What? <laughs> that was 
days ago. Well, I think the comment came while it was still in the churn. Because uh, yeah. I did post a preview like probably four or five hours before the game started, and so that's going to stay in feeds for a couple days. Well, this so guy would like to let you know that well, the I'm game is over and they lost. Glad he did. Yeah, so we were doing live updates throughout this, and I saw one that was, um, you know, appropriately four hours after the game that was like, this was four hours ago. What about since? And you can see if that you had clicked, yeah, if you had clicked on the page where the other posts are, you would see what had happened since. Uh, what's in the next edition? What is in the next edition? That's well, the question. Going back to the Lewis County Drug Court program, um, not in the next edition, but Mitchell has a wonderful It will be in the photos. next edition. Oh. Yeah. Mitchell has wonderful photos and a story coming on two graduates from the program. Nice. And their entire support program was there with them, and it made for really cool photos that Mitchell Great. got. Nice. We've got search for missing Thurston County man whose vehicle is found on fire in Lewis County in October continues. That's from Emily. So, oh, I wonder if they'll find him. Uh, it's a little more, it's more complex than your um, anti-sheriff's office, which I'm not criticizing mm-hmm. uh, stance. It's, it's an Olympia Police Department case, but he was last seen in Lewis County, um, and that's a good story. Also, I have Shahalis woman accused of stealing about $60,000 from her employer. Oh, yeah. We'll have uh, continuous updates on flooding. I'll probably be shoring one up after this podcast. It doesn't really matter to people who are probably listening at not 6, 12 p.m. on Tuesday. Um, but there's also going to be, I'm sure, some kind of update in the next paper. And also, I'm still working on the third and final installment of Smart Acts about Onalaska, which not certain that's going to be in the next paper, but it's possible. We'll have news on the Lewis County budget, as we alluded to earlier from Mitchell. There's hmm. a draft in. I can't wait to read that. For it to be completed. There was a 2-1 vote to pass the budget. Lindsay Pollock voted against it, so we'll get to hear about her reasoning in that Ooh. story. Yeah, a little intrigue. By the way, I will say, as a 25-year-old woman, hearing myself say that I can't wait to read a story about the Lewis County Commissioner's vote on a budget for 2024, I know that I sound nerdy, and I know it's silly, but it's also, I feel proud. We also have a vehicular assault. There's another prison riot at Green Hill. Yeah, good stuff. And I think we'll have the results of who won Centralia Police or Chehalis Police on the Salvation Army oh, yeah, red donation. Kettle red Kettle Off. I really think it's going to be Centralia. How come? I don't know. I just feel like they went harder in the paint. They, they were, definitely did. They, ha- been they out had the whole setup. <laughs> but Chehalis did have a lot of donations they while I was there. They do have more money in Chehalis, as we have documented and time and time again. And I saw some again. city councilors <laughs> dumping some money in documented. That is not documented. <laughs> That's well, not documented to be nope. the more affluent of the Twin Cities. That's Which one has a pool? Which one has more hills? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, did. wait. Centralia has tons of hills. I don't think we have as many hills. I did see a certain city councilor dump a few dollars in the donation bin. So oh, which one? Kate McDougal, oh, Shahila really? city councilor at the Shahila Safeway. Sure so hope those weren't government funds. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'm sure she's stealing from the city <laughs> just to give you know, to the Salvation so Army. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh, I, I want to take a photo of that. And she's like, oh, I have to go to the ATM first. So I think it's definitely what? her money unless she has a, a city card. Fun fact, I was planning to go to Centralia to empty my car change into the Salvation Army kettle today, and then Uh I went out and looked at it, and it's so corroded from sitting in there for so long that I felt embarrassed, and I was like, can't do this, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. 
That honestly, they're is probably going to come up just short. It's going to be a Rainier City Councilor situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were um, ten cents short. They could have beat Shayla's. <laughs> there's also a red kettle off um, between the Twin Cities, or maybe it's between Centralia and the Twin Cities. No, wait, I'm looking. I'm looking. Two rotaries face off go. on December 9th, which is Saturday, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, two anonymous donor. Donors will be matching donations to the Salvation Army Red Kettle campaign throughout the day, and the Centralia and Twin Cities Rotary Clubs will be competing in a Rotary Ring the same day, vying for the highest earnings. So you'll have a similar situation going on with Rotary, and you'll know that there will be matches, $20 matches, every time you donate. So save your cash, your corroded change for that day. I don't like Centralia's chances in an anonymous donor off. Uh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's I not about s- who... There's already the anonymous donor established. Right, but one's from Centralia and one's from Chehalis, right? No, I think it's just... Don't like our chances. It says... Oh, I guess I, I guess I get what you're saying. But it could just be two, and they're like, we'll do whatever. You know what I mean? It's true. It Where is the rotary ring? It's, it's like a ring off, like a bell off, just the oh, same way gotcha, we did. Gotcha. Not like a ring of honor. Oh, I thought it was more like a like a boxing ring, you know? No, no, it's <laughs> like just a the fight, name of this like random event they made up. Gotcha. Yeah. I'd pay to see a fight there at the Rotary Ring. Is good. it going to be like Larry McGee against what's John's last name? Uh, Elmore? Yeah, there you go. Larry McGee would win. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to John. <laughs> I love that you knew who I meant when I said, what's John's Well, John, John Centralia Rotary and John Elmore, they're yeah. one and the same. No, totally. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Anything else? No, that'll do it. Why do you seem like exasperated with us? <laughs> <sighs> We're going to close it out there. He doesn't like how local we are. Mm-hmm.